talent so? in boxing, yeah, talent in boxing sure. is useless without hard work. Bro, <laughs> is, as in, it's is the same old Arsenal, bro. Like, we've had so many conversations, bro. I, I, it's like, there's nothing new to say. Like, bro, that the, my little brother was so happy that football was coming. The Premier League, I've always believed that Pogba is the second. So obviously I'm saying Pogba is the best player in the Premier League and the reason why I say he's over KDB is this is my logic to it is because Pogba in the City in the City um, system gets you the same number of assists that KDB gets and then in that same system he gets more goals than KDB gets and I think him being such of a goal threat and then the physicality Eyes on the ball uh, you already know what it is, it's eyes on the ball. We're going to address a couple football stuff, football, everything football. Football's back, baby. Back, lads. We Premier back. Premier League's back, lads. What are we saying? What are we saying? we got our City fan, we got our United fan, and you know you got the Chelsea fan and me, and all of our teams have done their thing this weekend. And um, yeah, man, I'm just happy that football's back, fam. I can't lie to you. I don't know about you, man, but I'm, I'm just happy football's here. Get me. Bro, I said it already, man. I'm at peace, bro. Like, fam. Get me. You see the way Skin I'm just chilling. I'm just in my element. <laughs> nice. You know what I'm saying? Everything, the blessings are just coming in, man. I'm, I'm just Even happy. Darren man. with that Darren with that beard of his, it's looking a bit more groomed now. Look, well, looking fam. a bit fuller. Looking Hello. fuller. You know the one there. <laughs> but fam, you know, I think it was a good a good way to usher in games as well, man. We had some big games. Mm-hmm. Some good games, you know. And uh, the Premier League is the Premier League. You never know how the results are going to pan out. And um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, It's just so yeah, interesting. Let me tell you. Let me let me ask what you think. Um, obviously, following the loss to City, following the loss to Brighton, Darren, man, what's 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 up? What, what are Arsenal doing now? What's going on? What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong, man. Bro, for me, for me personally, man, Arsenal are just a, a broken club, man. You know, from top to bottom, they're just dysfunctional. Do you know what you should have done? You should have said, to put it lightly, Arsenal are just a broken club. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just dysfunctional, man. It's it's, mm. it's it's all over the pitch now, you know. Uh, David Luiz obviously had a stinker against City. Mm. I, I, I see that yeah. being his last game at the club. You know, he even had to <laughs> come out and um, basically take responsibility post-match try and you know say it was on my back but the, the, he cost them the game and the mistakes were horrible oh. um the whole pushing Laka out wide situation when when um, i'm pushing Oba out wide when laka has been been poor this season it's, it's another bad mistake i think um questions should be um sent to arteta questionable decisions i think it's just it's just a whole pot of dysfunctionality and to be honest, with the way they're going, they're going to be lucky to finish at the top half of the table. I couldn't have said it better myself. Josh, what Fam, not my headache anymore, bro. Josh is smiling. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not my headache. He went, he went <laughs> not that disassociated. <laughs> not my problem anymore. But fam, like, bro, is as in, it's, it's the same uh, old Arsenal, bro. Like, We've had so many conversations, bro. I, I, it's like there's nothing new to say. Like, bro, that the, my little brother was so happy that football's coming back, fam. That first game, distraught. 
Brighton, I've never seen him look more broken in my life. Like, it, bro, it's sad. Like, it's it's just it's just sad. And it's like, bro, I feel like... I don't think Oba's going to stay. He's been... I don't know whether he's played these past two games, bro, because he's done absolutely nothing. Defensively, shambles again. Their best player just got injured. They picked up two two or three injuries against Man City. Two, innit? Two, two injuries against Man City. Leno looks like he's gone for the yeah, season. Now, now another one with Leno. Bro, it's like... it's. I don't even know if it's even their fault. I don't know whether they've been cursed. But fam, it's, it's laughable, man. Arsenal are officially a mid-table club. They're a mid-table no, club. They can, beef, they can beef with Sheffield bro. and Everton and them man there, bro. Like, but the top bro. four, top five, they're not there no more, man. This is what I'm trying to say. And what it comes down to is, um, let me call it pastime entitlement. That's what I call it, pastime entitlement. We're still looking at Arsenal as if they're invincible Arsenal. Fam, let's call a spade a spade. It's 16 years without a league, without a league title. 16 years. It's four years without the Champions League. It's going to be five. Like, bro, Arsenal are no longer a big team. And, like, it's, it's, it's sad to say it, but they're just not. Fam, they're just not a big team anymore. Like, fair enough, United are going through a transition. But, like, like their, their last title is still... Let's say it's commendable, to say the least. And you have played Champions League football as recently as Jose Mourinho, if I'm not mistaken. Bro, yeah. Arsenal's last time in the Champions League was under Wenger, if I'm not mistaken. So it just mm-hmm. goes to yep. show that, fam, there's no progression. If you look at it like this, if you want to look at stats now, Wenger left them in sixth position. Emery left them in eighth. And Arteta has them right now in, what, 10th, 11th? 10th, 10th. I think, I think yeah, 10th. And what we have to look at with Arsenal is that there's so much dysfunction around the, the the team, the club, the mentality, just the, the whole board. If we want to look at the board, we understand the problems already. Everton spend more money than Arsenal. Like Everton, I believe, arguably have almost a better squad when you look at the whole the whole squad, when you look at it as a as a as a total package. Then you want to come down a level, you want to look at the manager. I don't understand the team that played against City and then the team that played against Brighton. Like maybe maybe you could then make the argument maybe he knew that the City game was a lost game and he was trying to put a better lineup for the Brighton game but it didn't pay off and then you had guys who just didn't do their job you look at the Brighton game now Pepe you bought him for big moments he had a poor game scored his goal see out the game see out the game but then time and time again we see Arsenal lacking just what is even that word just the ability the know-how yeah, and, like uh, even just, just a personality as a team, fam. No just personality. a personality. When you look, when you no look, at, when you look at Arsenal, when you look at Arsenal, yeah, who is that guy who's going to say to you, bro? If you do not pattern up, you're going to get off this pitch. Like if you do not pattern up, you have guys like Aspi. Aspi is experienced enough, a very, very good leader, and I think he's doing very well with those young players. Sometimes he does annoy me, but at the end of the day, no one can doubt his heart, his passion, his leadership. You look at even United, for example. You've got experience there. David Hay, yes, he's on his decline. But you have got experience. Pogba, he's an experienced player. Bruno Fernandes, international experience. You've got experience surrounding these guys. You look at City. City have got experience. They, they, they ooze with experience. You've got Kyle Walker. You've got, the, you've got the David Silvers. You've even got Edison, who's growing in experience as a keeper in the league. This is now his, what, his fourth year. So you see the span. When you look at Arsenal's span, you want to go goalkeeper, centre-back, DM... And maybe, let's say, your striker. I would say they've got Aubameyang and Leno. Aubameyang doesn't even play in his best position. That's a big thing. But then you've got Aubameyang and Leno. But then the spine, bro. Who's who's Arsenal's best centre-back? There's there's no one in that... Like, I'm not doing that best of the rest thing. You know how you could say, ah, oh, 
even though all our centre backs are bad, he's the best. Bro, there's no one that's good, as in n- none of them. Mm. None of them are good. They're all washed. As in Socrates, Holding. Bro, J- Josh, this time last year, one of Mary. our boys was telling me that Holding <laughs> is a is a is a good is a good enough centre back to play in the league and that he's quick I, I, and he's pacey. I, 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 I know who he is. I know who he is. I, and, who he I is. remember what I said. I said Holden looks good in a three and he played like four games in that three. Stop saying this brother is good because we have not seen him at peak situations where you can rely on your centre-back. Did you see the way he got turned? Mm. Like, I'm not going to speak on Mustafi because Mustafi's been a lost cause since how long? God knows how long. Bro, bro. ever since ever since just, that World Cup, fam, he's just been on a rapid it's decline. spineless, bro. man. Spineless Arsenal, man. It's same old story. And, and bro, just, like, so fam. wrap it up. When can what, we start asking what, questions of our what, what you what you just said is, is is exactly right, bro. Spineless man. It's like oh. teams team teams come up against Arsenal and there's no respect. There's no fear. No fear. I feel like that, e- yeah. e- bro, like e- even and and the thing that's mad to me is that we've seen other great teams, yeah, who are in a period of transition, but there's always that what if. Like for example, like Chelsea and Man U, yeah. Their teams haven't been as um, as strong as they were in the past, but there's still that what if, bro. Like, Mani still have players that, if, if Pogba decides to turn it on, it's long. And, like, you know that there's still that like, that fear factor in it. But I feel like for Arsenal, yeah, they got a Bermian who he's the second top strike, um, second top goal scorer in the Premier League. But we know, like, we know we can get him in it. There'll be a point where Arsenal give us the game. Like, they will give us the yeah. game in it, literally, man. And I feel like that is the, like, they just. Bro, there's just no heart. Like everyone's just tired, man. Like, fam, I, I'm gonna we're gonna boycott talking about Arsenal on, on this on this on this platform because I'm sorry, there's nothing left to say. And <laughs> and the sad so thing bad. about them is they're yeah. so bad. Like the sad it's thing is laughable, that, that things aren't gonna get any better anytime soon, man. Like things are only gonna get worse from here, man. The diamond spiral has yeah. been consistent for the past few seasons, and right now. I, we, I don't even know if you can call it rock bottom because as things can get worse. Things can get no, worse. They can, can be a, a mid-table side for a few seasons and that will be super embarrassing. Bro, super and, embarrassing. and and I'm, I'm looking at it like, who's going to come to Arsenal? In terms of what and you need as a club. You Right Josh. right now, you need, you need, you need, you need, a, you need two centre-backs. You need two midfielders. You need another winger. You're possibly going to need a striker when Birmingham leaves. Who is going to come yeah, to Arsenal? What world-class players come to Arsenal? Look, Josh, this is why... And you just made the point that I was literally going to make. And when we look at the nuances, let's be real. Now, let's look at it like this. You've got, a, I think, their best young talent in, in Saka. He's going into the, the final 12 months of his deal. He has a decision to make. He needs to look at it like this, fam. I'm a baller and people rate me, innit? Do I stay at Arsenal for a couple more years and trust this process? Or do I leave now whilst I'm not really... If I leave, it's not like people will look down on me, kind of thing, and I have to stay loyal, type of thing. Do you get what I'm saying? As a young player, you've got yeah. to make these, you've got to start asking these questions. And the thing is about Definitely. who's going to come to Arsenal is the key thing, and this is what I tell Mandem the key thing to having a model like Arsenal's, where you're trying to buy players to increase their resale value, is they have to be playing well at your club. Do you get what I'm saying? And your club needs to be Definitely. doing relatively well. Bro, all the players that they you supposedly sell for a good amount of peas to reinvest in the team aren't worth they're worth peanuts now. Not great, fam. Even a Bamiyang. Like, should really be worth a hundred mil. But if someone's buying yeah. a Bamiyang now, I'm telling I'm telling you now, I'm slapping 40 mil right now. If you don't take it, bro, he's gonna come to me for free next year. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fam, fam, simple as we see we see we've seen it over and over again, bro, was like 
what a season, two seasons ago, they let Ramsey walk out for free. One of their mm-hmm. best players, a uh, Bemiang now will probably walk out for free. When Lacazette came in, not to say that he was like one of Europe's best, but Lacazette was a player, bro. Now, no, by the time Lacazette was one leaves, of Europe's best, he was one of Europe's fam, best. Lacazette he has been off, a baller, bro. He's of, been a baller. He came off the back of the a 37 in 44 season, bro. Like, been, been a baller, bro. Six season. Been a baller. Fam. First season at Arsenal, banged in 17 goals in all comps. And that's a good return for someone in their first year in, in the Premier League and then for a new team. And then it's just been declining downhill from there, no, fam, fam. And Daniel, we'll see you over and over again. David Luiz, he came Arsenal and fair enough, he was in his decline, but he was still a decent centre-back, bro. Giroud came to Arsenal. He's left now. And like everyone who comes to Arsenal just leaves a worse player with no market value, fam. And I just... Their business is just poor, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what the business model is. I don't understand what the direction is. It's just a complete shambles, fam. Like, like, fam, that's not, like clubs that are in rebuild mode. Yeah, we see their specific strike. How have you allowed Chelsea to be a better team than you this year? How? How? It's the How? truth. And that's How? the key point that you make. <laughs> How? And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up here, and I'm gonna hammer it home so people understand, bro. If you look back at all the tapes and you look back at all the recordings of the conversations I've ever had, at the beginning of the season, I was holding corn because we could not buy anyone. We had to, we we're going to have to use young players and we had a new manager, the Frank Lampard, not even a prestigious manager. We had a new manager. We are not supposed to be where we are. We shouldn't be mm. where we are. I don't care what mm. anyone says. Yes, we should get the job done now, but we should not be where we are. And then on top mm. of that, with Hudson Odoi and Loftus Cheek starting the season, with two of the worst injuries or with the worst injury you can have in sports and Achilles fam. Like they both had that injury so they couldn't start the season with us. Bro, we shouldn't be where we are. And teams like Arsenal, obviously United are like, that we're looking over our shoulder a bit, but obviously United should be in, in uh, above us. Tottenham should be above us. They're teams that should clearly be above us and they're just not. It goes to show that they're something, they're something wrong. And especially with Arsenal, bro, I just don't know what to do anymore with that team. Like I don't, and like I feel sorry for the guys, my guys who support Arsenal. Like I'm having to analyze a team. That's what I was just about to say, man. Fam. I feel sorry for um nah, go all on, the Arsenal yeah. fans out there that are struggling, man. Because being an Arsenal fan is super tough, man. Like the ups and downs, the disappointments. Fam. The you, you have don't even like know what Ty. to expect from your team on a weekly basis. You, you have man them like Ty coming to the screen saying, "I hope Brighton get relegated." Is that what it's come to? You're a big club. You're supposedly <laughs> a big club, and you're saying you hope you're Brighton get relegated. get relegated. Is that is that what it's come down to? Like, fam, it's, it's just poor, and it's, it's it, it just shows the mentality of the fans, and it shows the mentality of the players, and it's it's fam that it's a match made in heaven now because now the players have transmitted that mentality onto the fans and. We just need to call a spade a spade. That's like the I thing, said, Arsenal are no longer a big club in England. And it's just facts. No. It's just facts. facts. And what you were saying about the mentality, it starts from the top, bro. Um, I always hammer down the fact that Kroenke, bro, he doesn't he doesn't care about Arsenal, fam. He, put, he pumps money in his other organisations and they thrive. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal, mm-hmm. Arsenal don't have funding. Arsenal don't show a, a winning desire, winning mentality. And that seeps down throughout the organisation. You know, the board, there's problems right. throughout the board, even at the manager level, players, fans. It starts from the top, man. And um, as, I, as I was saying, man, it's just... Fam, it's, like, it's I, just I just don't understand. Like, bro, during this whole 
suspension of the league, like what were they doing, bro? Like what were they yeah, actually doing, fam? Like to come and what lose to Brighton, like what what were you doing? Like the the the, the city performance, they were gonna lose regardless, and I can't, I can't you can't really say too much about that. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, you do want to see a bit more fight in it. The Brighton game, bro, like what were you doing, bro? Like seriously, yeah. fam. Like this you shouldn't struggle against Oh God! And just just to tie the the last note, just to tie. Um, I don't know why Martinelli is not playing. There must be something going on. Like you need a man, and you bring on. Why is Ozil? We haven't even spoken about Ozil yet. Why is Ozil not playing? Yeah, you need a goal. You got no creativity in the final third. You bring on Reese Nelson, Joe Willock, and Tierney, and it just it just speaks volumes, isn't it? Just speaks volumes. But Darren, chat to me, man. United Tottenham. What do you think? What's your takeaways? What do you think are the goods, the bads, the uglies, the ups, the downs, the middles? I could go on forever, man. But tell us something, innit? Trust <laughs> me, bro. Um, firstly, just happy to see the boys again, man. It's, it's been so long. You know, yeah. I'm just happy to see them back on the pitch again. Specifically, Paul Pogba, man. I don't, you know, I will get there. But wow, that guy is special. But I'll start at the back, innit? La Bill. La Bill. La Bill. La Bill. Well, let me start with David. Let me start with David. David De Gea, he's not the same guy he once was. And for me, two seasons of decline and um, showing that you're you're significantly way off from your best. Like, we can't can't give you much more time to prove that you can establish yourself as the guy you once were. You know, um, prior to the break, I was saying, give him one more season to try and see if he can um, get back to those kind of heights. And uh, if he doesn't, then we go with Dean Henderson. But if he's going to continue to cost us points, and right now he's costing us a top four position, fam, for me, he can go. Even if it's a thing whereby um, he's sitting on the bench. Bro, I am go- if you're saying I'm going to get better f- performances from Dean Henderson, I want him in goal. It's not even about um, wages. It's not about, um, you know, giving the Hayard a chance. It's about performances who's giving me the better performances and right now Dean Henderson's the better keeper so for me he, he he's looking like he should be our number one next season moving on to other guys Maguire you know people pay, pay a lot of attention to the price tag I think you know it was it, I'm not gonna deny it, it was definitely a uh, a stretch to, to pay such a fee but um for me he's a number two man he, he's not a number one centre-back. He's not good enough to be a number one guy. We need to bring in someone that can complement him, someone physical. We need an AF, basically. If Bayi could be fit, you know, I think he'd be a good complement. That's a um, <laughs> Facts, man. But for me, Maguire is just... Koulibaly. Yeah, fam. That'd be an ideal guy. But if we just spend 80 mil on Maguire, are we going to spend 100 mil on Koulibaly? That's 200 mil on two yeah. centre-backs in, in two seasons. That's mm. unreasonable, um, like un- an unreasonable ask, man. But um, yeah, yeah Maguire, he-, he just has too many mistakes in him. I actually, I'm a big fan, but you can't tell me, you know, you can't show me that you- you're costing us points, costing us goals, and um, you know, having having subpar performances in big games, and uh, you know, have a high regard. But um, Moving on to a more positive note, man, because I think those two were the guys. And Dan James, Dan James, obviously horrible. Should never start for us again. I think uh, Mason <laughs> Daniel James, Road Mason runner, Green, Daniel, 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 <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Dan James, bro, now nah, he should have been no, playing, man. Dan James should not be in the mix ever again. 
you know, I know yeah. I'm, I'm rambling on, but I'd I rather just get it off all my chest, um, get it all off my chest at once, innit? Um, Mason Greenwood, who came on and replaced Dan James, he was very impressive, shows that he's sharp. I think what's special about him is the both feet, man. Like, yeah. he's so hard to defend because he's both footed, isn't it? And he's sharp. Oh. Um, he can get he can get shots off with one touch, two touch, don't matter. But um, yeah, he was a bright spark. Obviously, we know about LaBille. LaBille came La on the class. Came on and changed that. the game. Anyone that chats shit about Paul Pogba from this day, you don't know Paul. I'm tired. I'm tired yeah, of the Paul Pogba slam. I hope I Graham Sooners watch that match, bruv. I hope Graham Sooners... Watch that bro, match. Do you know what is? The mad thing is, yeah, I think that game. I, I came, I came, I watched it late. I, I was at, um, I was at football. Um, but yeah, bro, when I came, my brother was screaming, bro. Pog was just doing nonsense, fam. Like he's just, ah, he's just doing the madness, bro. Then I watched it. No, I, 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 it I came, I came I just it, in time for bro, the penalty. I call it, I call it intelligent nonsense. That's what it was. Intelligent <laughs> nonsense. Literally, bro. If we started like, the game, bro, I think we would have won. Hundred percent, fam. I came, I came just in time for the pen. Bro, Eric Dyer didn't have a Scooby to what to do, man. He didn't have Put a him clue. in the mud. He didn't have a clue, bro. And then, and then the ball that he plays to Rashford, I was just like, bro, this guy is an absolute <laughs> joke. Like, he is a joke bro. of a footballer, fam. And I feel like, fam, that Pogba Fernandez duo, if you can get, if you can get a, a I, can't, I can't say prime Fred, but if you can get a very good Fred, like the best version of Fred, yeah. Alongside yeah. Bruno and Pogba, you can't say a prime that's a that's a that's a that's a problem, you know. Shakhtar that's what I'm saying, bro. That's what, yeah. fam, and that role that you play for Shakhtar, if he can do that for Man U, that that deep flying, dropping and collecting all the if he can do that at, at United, bro, it's a problem, it's fam. And yeah, was, problem. was it was it um, I think it was Jamie Carragher that said that Pogba wouldn't walk into Liverpool's team, bro. Yeah, stuff Idiot. like that. I just don't. I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't care Idiot, whether Pogba doesn't suit the Liverpool I don't care system. About system. He's better than every midfielder that Liverpool have. I don't care about your system. Huh? Look. I don't care. I don't care I about don't your care. system, fam. Carragher's just chatting. And look, this is my thing. This is my two takeaways, isn't it? Look, number one, yeah. Obviously, there's going to be people that are going to disagree with me and say, oh, it's because we've watched one game. But I'm telling you now, I've been saying it for time and a lot of my boys can hold me to it. I believe that Pogba, obviously, since Hazard left the Premier League, I've always believed that Pogba is the second so obviously I'm saying Pogba is the best player in the Premier League and the reason why I say he's over KDB is this is my logic to it it's because Pogba in the City in the City um, system gets you the same number of assists that KDB gets and then in that same system he gets more goals than KDB gets and I think him being such of a goal threat and then the physicality you add to it, the technical ability you add to it, like just everything, his football brain that you add to it, everything about him, he's so versatile. He can play the number four, he can play the number six, and he can play the number eight. He could even play the number 10 if you wanted him to. He runs through the midfield, so he's got all the qualities to be one of the best midfielders the Premier League has ever seen, if not the fact that he is that already. I'm taking away all the accolades and stuff like that. But talking about the game in particular, what I want to say and the biggest draw up for me um, is if United do not finish in the top four, I'm going to say you have to blame Oli and you have to look Oli back at be this gone. game. Because mm-hmm. I won't go as far as saying he should be gone because that's not going to happen, in it? But you have to look back at this game yeah, and it's should. a thing where if you start Pogba and you start Mason Greenwood, you trust these guys to play because everyone's starting at the same point. It's not that there's any form 
there's no such thing as form. There's no such thing as, uh, um, this guy maybe look better. Bro, put your best players out on the pitch to do the job. You would have won that Especially game when you Tottenham, know how Mourinho is going to set up. Exactly. Because Tottenham, in the second half especially, didn't have a sniff. Maybe if you bring on Pogba earlier. Fam, sometimes I don't get why there's this myth of you have to bring on players in the 60th minute. Look at, look at fam, you, it's such a myth. Like, stop doing that. If you need to change something at halftime, change it instantly because, bro, games need to be changed. And that's why you have st- substitutes, especially now that we have five substitutes instead of the, um, the normal three. Bro, you just have to look back at this game if you don't make the top four, especially if it's like about a one point or a two point margin because it's two big, two big points dropped because. The combinations between Pogba and Bruno Fernandes were just exceptional, man. I can't lie to you. And Tottenham didn't have a sniff. I actually worry for Tottenham because if Mourinho continues to set up in this style, in this format, it's going to hey, be a... That's why Barry I Kane, had a man. question regarding that. Barry Kane, yeah, bro. Get him out of here, man. Yeah, my question was, um, is Harry Kane going to leave if Jose Mourinho sticks around? Because we know Mourinho's style. That's how mm. he plays. He likes to sit back, play compact. He doesn't accommodate for guys that will provide for Harry Kane. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, do, how do you feel about um, Harry Kane's tenure at Tottenham, considering Jose's, you know, might be sticking around? I, I, I think I think the um, the directors will probably they'll keep they'll probably keep Kane over keeping Mourinho, man. Um, you got England's best striker, in it, really and truly, man. I feel like you can replace Mourinho, man, but where are you gonna find another Kane? And but will it be up have to our... them, though? Huh? Yeah, that's another thing. Will, will it be, it be up, up to them? To them? Who? What? Who? In terms of this is um, Jose's role at, at at Spurs, he has full control of a transfer, isn't it? No, no, not full control, but he he's, he's basically uh, he sits on most the managers. Yeah, most managers in this day and age are coaches, isn't it? Joy is Joy is 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 going to be a gamble, isn't it? Because I feel like with, with Jose, whenever when you give Jose, when you allow Jose to to, to get his team, he'll give you results, isn't it? Um, if you're going to depart from Harry Kane, be interested to see what direction you choose to go to. But I don't know. I feel like if you're Jose, you have to try and make it work, man. Well, you have to try and make it work, fam. Because bro, Harry, Harry Kane. Is a close to a world class striker, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. So yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna have to make it work somehow, win it? Because um, yeah, man, like fam, the world right now is really starving for world class strikers, man. And you're gonna you're gonna give away yeah. someone like that. Like, what direction are you gonna go in after that, man? And and who who are you gonna give them up to? Are you gonna go to someone in the Premier 100%. League? Because I, I I can see I can see United doing stupidness with Harry Kane, bro. I don't think that's the direction yeah, I'll right. go to. But I think a Harry Kane in United shirt is true. Like that would be dumb. Um, but yeah, man. Don't I don't, I don't know, me. man. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But what do you think, What do you think, Darren? In terms of Harry Kane, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question as well. But what, in terms of Harry Kane, I just think that, um, in regards to that situation, of course, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a Harry Kane over Mourinho thing. But they won't have. I don't think they will have the choice. Because Harry Kane, I believe, has three years left on his deal. He's gonna come. He's gonna be entered like after this season. It'll be his second year because I believe he'll give them one more chance. If he looks at it and they're not making the Champions League again, it's gonna be like, bro, I'm now hitting my prime, and I'm That's not I'm playing saying, enough in the Champions League, and I'm not challenging for trophies. 
why on earth am I staying? Do you get what I'm saying? Like he's gonna mm. give him that chance for request, and it just depends on what happens there, innit? I, mean, I think they're gonna mm. have to, they're gonna be forced into selling Harry Kane because you'd rather sell him when you can get an optimum amount for him. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But um, yeah. all in all, though, like I just think Tottenham as a team, they've got a lot of work to do, and they're they're kind of in the Arsenal law. They had a period with Pochettino where they could have really overtaken Arsenal as the team in North London, and they fumbled the bag as well. And it just they goes to show they're sat. Yeah, that just goes to show that they're sat in the air in North London. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's why London places is is runs things. South runs. South run things, man. South runs the banana. But yeah, in all seriousness, though, like the hurricane thing, like it's just a thing where I think it's out of Tottenham's control now. And I just think they've already gone down the path. I'm not expecting anything from Tottenham's Mourinho or Mourinho's Tottenham, however you want to call it. But the question I have for Darren, though, is um, what do you think about Martial? Because, like, um, yes, he's had a good season statistically. 17 goals, I think it is, in all comps or something like that. However, he hasn't got more than 11 Premier League goals ever. And the Europa League has helped him massively. Like, it's helped a lot of the players get their stats up, in it? But Martial in particular and his performances have been, like, abysmal sometimes. Do you get what I'm saying? Subpar. Let's use the word subpar. So, my thing is now, yeah, I think Martial, you have to, when the season is all said and done, especially because he did have a great game as well against Tottenham, he's going to be at a crossroads because this is someone that we were saying is the next best thing to Thierry Henry. And I think he has so much potential. I, I believe there's no reason why Martial shouldn't be starting in France's national team. Do you get what I'm saying? And him not even making agree, the World man. Cup squad, him not even making the World, Sco- World Cup squad is testament to that fact. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, what's, what's going think, on? Like, Yeah, I think the point that you just made about him not making the World Cup squad, you know, that's, that's, that is him. Like, he has all the ability in the world. He has all the ability in the world, but he doesn't produce. Do you get what I mean? When you want him to be the best version of himself... It's rare that that you see that version of him. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I just think he doesn't apply himself as well as he should, man. You know, it, it, obviously ability is a big portion of it, but we can't always oh. we can't always um, give guys excuses because they got all the ability in the world. We need the production, we need the consistency, and that's what he lacks, man. And really and truly, for me, I don't see him being our long term number nine. Yeah. I see him um, being, you know, a good a good player for us. But if we do want to compete for titles, etc., I don't see him leading the line in the team that wins the Premier League. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to talk a bit of Chelsea right now, man. I'm going to talk a bit of my team. Let me, Frank Lampard. Chelsea? Let me. Um, nah, man. Do you know what it comes down to? When you look at it like this, yeah, the Chelsea-Aston Villa game, had nothing to do about performance. I didn't care about performance. All it was, bearing in mind everything that had happened across the weekend, it was all about getting the points. Fam, when you, even though I'm happy about football being back, it was inevitable what would happen in a lot of the games. That like, I don't know if you men have deep, but like the first 40 minutes are such a boring watch. Like it's such, it's so slow. It's boring, dra- it's, bro. It drags. It's just basically like, like a feel-out session. Yeah, like everyone's feeling themselves back into the games. You get what I'm saying? And then obviously you've got the drink, the, the drinks break now as well at 20 minutes. And it just yeah, stops half, the half game, stops the flow. Yeah, so it's like, it can be such a drag. So I, I was taking that into consideration. Hey, question about the drinks break. Why, why has that even been incorporated? 
No, apparently it's for the uh, players, isn't it? So not to rush them. I think. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, because obviously not everyone's at their peak fitness. Oh, okay, for so. fitness. Yeah, yeah, fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the players, isn't it? But yeah, but so. fam, it's been it's been big in certain games still, as in, you know, um, having a word with your coach. Certain teams have come out and Spurs. Whenever they went, um, had their drinks break, bro, they they were so hard to break down after the fact. It's like it having gives, a timeout. It's like a timeout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you time to reset, and then when you come back, you're more energized because yeah. it gives you that break. No, it's true. And sometimes quick, I'm not quick a thing though, because, quick thing though. Yeah, what, what would you man? What would you man ever think here if like football introduced like two timeouts or half or something? I, w- I would hate it because is it? Know, I would hate it. Fam, obviously the, the rule would probably be when you have the ball you can do a timeout. But fam, imagine you get a set piece now, and then the guy says I'm got taking a timeout, and then that's like you know set pieces you set your defense in a certain way, and then you have to go and then come back and set your defense again. That's like the worst yeah, time yeah, yeah. for the defensive team to. For an offensive team to have taken a timeout against, it's just too many, too many nuances to it. Like it's too many and yeah, too yeah, much yeah. stopping and starting, fam. That's what makes beautiful um, football such a beautiful game, fam. Yeah, it's a straight through, isn't it? And we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, no stopping and starting. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, yeah, like I was with Chelsea, man, fam. It was all about the three points. I didn't really care about the performance. Too tough. About the three points, and we got the job done. Even when fam, Darren Belden during the game, even when Aston Villa took the lead, and at halftime we spoke, I said we're still going to win, bro. We were dominating possession like no man. Like they showed no adventure, and it was like all about the long game for them. I'm no. not gonna, I'm not gonna grow Aston Villa fan. That's what I expect in it. But what I w- do want to say is obviously Loftus Cheek didn't expect too much from him. It's been over a year since he played his last Premier League game, which was actually I think Aston Villa as well. So. Um, he was a bit rusty. Why, 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 why did back. he start out in that position? Though? I don't understand. I think it makes it. I think it makes sense because hear me out. One thing I do understand from Lampard's perspective is that he's got a lot of midfielders slash inside forwardish type players. So what but surely, surely do, would make more sense to put Mount out there though. No, but what he wanted to yeah, do was create exactly. the. He wanted to create the. What's it called? Because it was fluid. Loftus Cheek wasn't out wide the whole game. Sometimes he did jump yeah, into the midfield. Probably, probably just wanted to create an, 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 an overloaded midfield, didn't it? Exactly, and that's what it was. Because mm. then you have Mount inverted, Loftus Cheek inverted, and then we're like overload overloading the midfield to make sure we have the numbers and all of that. I, fair enough. Yeah. It's a fair point. Maybe you do know you don't want Loftus Cheek out wide, but I do understand it in it the same way I understood why Jorginho would play there. Maybe we'll mm. see in future where we'll give Loftus Cheeks the man for that. I'd role, give Lamps credit for changing it um, early on, innit? Remember yeah. what we were saying earlier on how you don't have to wait till the 60th, 65th minute to make subs. Yeah. Lamps made subs, I think, 53rd minute. Brought Barkley, on, um, Pulisic, Pulisic straight away. And, and it made sense. Barkley, yeah. Pulisic came sense. on, got the goal. Yeah. Mm. And those are the kind of those are the kind of minor things that make a big exactly. difference. Exactly. Barkley more of a threat than Loftus Cheek at this moment in time. So bring him on as well. So it just made sense and I'm happy to... See. And that's the in-game mentality that I'm talking about that you need from your manager. The difference between Lampard and that's Arteta... That's what Oli lacks. And Arteta as well. The ability to change mm, games yeah. as a manager. Do you get what I'm saying? Fine-tuning these details. And I keep saying to people, stop sleeping on Mason Mount. Everyone gets angry that he plays every minute of every game, but he's one of the only I'm players who will give you everything he's got in every minute of every game. Like, he's got that about him. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... Dan- he's probably one of your best players. Daniel. He was man of the match. Oh. He was the best player. 
I, I, I wanted to ask two two yeah. things. Um, answer whichever order you want. One, um, because of the depth of your midfield, yeah. what do you expect from the young boy Billy? Because I like him a lot. I like him a lot. But I feel like he's in a position now where he has a lot of midfielders who are above him in a pecking order, innit? Will that hinder his growth? Yeah. That's the first question. The second question is... What are your thoughts on Timo Werner, man, and that, that acquisition? What do you think he'll bring to the club? What do you think the changes will be to your style of play with Timo at the club? Um, I'm not going to get into the Kai Havertz thing because that's a bit... We don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, just focus on those three yeah, things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, when, we, when it comes to Billy, um, I have the opportunity to say I've got a bit of inside intel when it comes to Chelsea Football Club. But um, now... Nah, I'm hearing a lot of talks and basically Jorginho is apparently really set on moving to Juventus as well um, to join up with Sarri, innit? So that obviously removes um, a hurdle for him, innit? Like, Sarri really wants Jorginho. Jorginho, obviously his head is turned. I don't know what Jorginho and Sarri have got going on, innit? But they love each other, innit? They want to play under each other. You know what I'm saying? But um, Kante, he's obviously... Everyone knows that Kante... Obviously, he's still a very, very good player, but he is on the decline, if you want to call it a decline. Like, he is on a downward spiral. He's still at the top. I still think he's one of the best midfielders. I think he's plateauing. He's plateauing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, literally. But today, he looked very, very good. And he proved to me and a lot of fans that, fam, this is his role. This is where he should be playing. Like, he is capable of that. He's trying to tell you, bro. No, no, no. I've always known that. What I've always tried to do to fans, don't... Like, don't get me wrong, I've never said Jorginho is better than Kante in that role. I've just tried to make fans understand why Jorginho plays that role. And I think Jorginho has shown, like, why. Assist against, the assist against Watford where he played it to Tammy Abraham. I don't know if you might remember that goal. But things like that, for example, that shows mm. why Jorginho plays that role in it. But in terms of Billy Gilmore, just to address the question, I think Lampard has done really well in implementing the young players. And I just trust in his ability as a manager to know when to bring in Billy and when to take him out. Like, Billy's only 18. He only just turned 18 or just turned 19, one or the other. So he's got a lot mm. of years and he's got a lot of, like, a high ceiling. Do you get what I'm saying? I think he... Mm. No, he wasn't, actually. He wasn't. But, yeah, he's got a high ceiling. Do you get what I'm saying? So Billy's got a big future and fam. By the time Billy hits his prime, Kante will no longer be a Chelsea player. Do you get what I'm saying? So I have no worries mm. in regards to the hindrance of Billy Gilmore. And then on top of that, um, the team of Werner, it's literally an addition. It's a piece. Nothing changes about our style. It's one of the biggest pieces to improve. I said it's a piece. It's a piece, yeah. bro. We're making moves, man. And I'm so happy. Like, because we as Chelsea fans, yeah, let me tell you now. ZH free, as well. ZH. We were angry that we didn't make any signings in January. You got the ban taken off and no one was bought in January. But somehow we said, Make sure you put your money where your mouth is. And fam, Roman has basically shut everyone up who was saying that Roman's no longer about, he's, he's, he's left, he, he no longer has love for Chelsea. Bro, we shut everyone up, putting his money where his mouth is. We've got team of Arsenal, take hottest, notes. Hottest. Arsenal, take <laughs> notes, for God's sake. Take <laughs> notes. <laughs> for one goodness sake. Look at your, your age, mate. Look at your quakers. One of the oh. biggest strikers in Europe right now. And um, Does Roman have two heads? He doesn't, he doesn't man. Bro. He doesn't. So I'm just happy, man, really and truly. More pieces to come. The only negative, which is a big negative, is set pieces, man. We constantly concede from set pieces and it's getting annoying. Like, it's actually annoying me now because 
One, we lacked the presence in our keeper. Kepa played like he, he made the saves he should have made. He even made a brilliant save from the first shot before Courtney House then got the rebound and scored the rebound. He made a very, very good save from the first from the first initial shot. But Kepa is not a presence like Courtois. Courtois could come out, clear, get the ball and take off pressure from the defence. Kepa is not a presence, mm. one. So you need your centre-backs to be really good in that department. Then you have Rudiger, who's very rash. Rudiger... In terms of set pieces, he's fine, but in terms of his general defensive play, sometimes he's just so rash and so like eager. He needs to take mm. it down a couple levels, man. And then Christensen, who is a very, very good baller, but when it comes to defensive awareness and his defensive abilities, he's just lacking that. Like they showed on in Sky Sports, he was watching, like he was literally watching in the box. You're the centre back, and you're watching. I'd understand if the wingers are literally, watching, but the centre back is watching. Do you get what I'm saying? And they scored. Like if he really jogged back, we would have not conceded. So the centre backs are a huge problem, in it, and we must we mustn't get too fixed fixated on the idea of getting Kai Havertz and overloading our attack and making our attack one of the best in Europe. If we have one of the worst defenses in Europe, do you get what I'm saying? And buying yeah. one centre back who can really take charge of the back line will be the difference between us challenging for the league next season and us fighting again for top four. And that's that's my yeah. that's my team. Yeah. Fam, I, I I even I brought his name up earlier, man. But I think with I think with 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 both of your teams, even even, even all of our teams, really, we could do with a world class centre back, man. And I think City the, run, that the, already, the, the race for Cooley Barley, bro. The race for Cooley Barley, man. Like who you know is what? gonna sign this I'm guy? I'm gonna bro? do more research here. Two things. I'm gonna do more research. I think yeah, Cooley Barley is obviously the centre back you want, but. After two years, you're going to be needing another centre back because Koulibaly is not getting younger. Do you get what I'm saying? But and I feel, the, I feel like, I feel like the thing is, the thing is with centre backs though, is a position, especially nowadays, where can you Premier really, League can you League. really, can, yeah, no, but can you really give a young star the position to kind of fill into that role? Not really right now, if, especially at a top four club. You need someone with experience. Not, who can get not a young star, but get-go. someone with ceiling. Like, for example, Van Dijk, no one knew he was going to be the centre-back he became. However, he had Premier League experience and he was a commanding centre-back. Do you get me? That, for example. Yeah. When Alderweireld, maybe let's let's take three years off Alderweireld. But even that, that though, how can, many Van Dykes do we find? No, exactly. I know. That's true. But then it goes to show that, what do you want? Would you rather a centre-back with ceiling that you could grow with or a centre-back for the for the short term where you have two of his best years and you potentially challenge for the title but then you're looking for a centre-back again just depends on what you want exactly and uh, I think you made a good point about Koulibaly man because um, he's 29 and yeah. um, is he going to turn isn't he, he going to turn 30 turned, this year he actually turned no 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 he just turned 29 to be fair yesterday mm. yeah coincidentally but um, so who would be the centre-back that you'd go after then because you know as you said it, it, that could be the difference between you competing for the league and yeah. uh, just you know is, you know is, I, I feel like I feel like all our team well our teams are at different stages and I feel like a signing for Kuli Bali would be good for us back, by the way. yeah no no 100 percent I feel like a signing like Kuli Bali would be good for us but maybe not good for Chelsea who exactly. maybe have time exactly. to build to, to build a team and even for exactly. Manu as well because you have younger players you have time to kind of build a team in it so you might not even need a player like Kuli Bali in it really and truly, we need but, a piece. Mm. What I say, what I say is, we need a piece for sustainability, not someone to take us over the top. Would, would you look? To would you? In. Would you look at a play? Would you look at a play like Jonathan Tarr, for example? I think 
the thing about Tyre as well, he's still young, yeah. or, or, or even Zagadou from uh, Dortmund. No, nah, definitely not Zagadou. Zagadou looks very good, but he's playing in a three. I don't want a centre back who's been playing in a three, and on top of that, he's playing in the Bundesliga. I don't want that. I want someone who's mm. capable of playing in a two, capable of taking, has signs of taking charge of the defence. Like I have huge um, hopes for um, Saliba that Arsenal just got because he's he's really good and he it's shown. I think Saint Etienne haven't lost the game when he's actually played some mad stat like that, mm. and he's he's, he's shown mm. he's able to take defences by the scruff of the neck. What I'm looking for is a version of, obviously it's me, it's my wish list, isn't it? and there's no one like that out there, but I'm looking for a version of Iran. Someone we can, who has the potential to be nurtured into a star. That's what I'm looking for, mm. isn't it? And I, Any I, names? Um, I don't know if you might know him. I don't really know how to pronounce his surname, but his name's Gabriel Magalhães. Played for Lille. When we faced Lille in the Champions League, he was very, very good. Like he was very, very solid, very, very quick off mm. the ground. I know Everton want him; they're very interested in him. No Chelsea were interested in him, but we definitely need a centre back because I have huge hopes for Tomori. I still do think though Tomori's ceiling is a, a good, good or top quality second Premier League centre back. So a second, number two, a number mm. two. Um, but Rudiger, Rash, I think we've seen the best of Rudiger. I think he's. Just rash, big, big, big moments will let he will let us down in big moments. And then Christensen, I just think he's not tough enough. I think he's gonna always come back to that. He's our best ball playing centre back, but he's just not tough enough for that role. What, 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 what about fullbacks for Chelsea, Daniel? What do you think about your your state of fullbacks at the moment? No, no, no. So obviously we know that it's it's no secret that we want Chilwell. Um, I think Chilwell does improve us. However, I don't know if he's necessarily the the left. Do you know what? Actually, I, I disagree with people. No, you, I, I feel like you, you should take him, you know, because there's yeah, not many. Yeah, 100%. And he's young still. Yeah, young, there's, there's not, there's not many great. I think Lampard. I think Lampard will know how to get the best out of him, especially because Lampard is very good friends exactly. with Ashley Cole. Could bring Ashley Cole in, teach Chilwell, um, like secrets to the game to be successful. So Chilwell will definitely be a good addition. Of course, the fee will always be a problem. People are going to look down on the fee. However, if he then goes on to be our left back for the next ten years, everyone will forget the fee. So it just it's just about whether you're willing to take those risks. One thing I want to point out to the mandem is that fam, we haven't even touched our transfer budget of two hundred million. This is all through mm. player sales and profits from not spending the last transfer window. We just got fifty mil from Morata. Just got a hundred mil from Hazard. We ju- we're going to get thirty mil from Batshuayi. So and there's a, and Barkley and Jorginho are rumored to be leaving. So there's a lot of money and we haven't even touched our bud- budget. So don't be surprised mm. when you see a left back and a centre back in the team. Um, this transfer market in it. Chelsea will looking scary, bro. They can be looking well, scary. Fam, I can't lie. Can ha- and that's fam. You gotta give a lot of credit to um, Czech Marino, the owner. Oh, Abramovich, Abramovich. Abramovich, yeah, man. He he deserves so much credit, fam, because his desire to win is evident. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You can see it by the guys that he goes after, yeah. by, by the managers that he hires. Like you can see, he is trying to win, and yeah. um, that's admirable, man. That's admirable. Yeah. But no, hundred percent. All in all, man, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the rest of the season and obviously how Chelsea perform. But yeah, man, Josh. Yo, I know you've ha- you have a couple of comments and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to, just to yeah, you man, obviously, yeah. bruv. We also we know that from this platform is is is, is a is a sports platform, innit? We talk about sports, um, and but we, in the past we have touched on on social matters, you know, like the 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 Black Lives Matter 
um, situation. And bruv, let's not let's not forget, Black Lives still matter, bro. The the post oh. can go down, but Black Lives still matter, man. But um, yeah, man. As as young men, we're we're still very socially aware. Do you know what I mean? And, and we oh. do have a platform in it, so so I feel like we we, we should use it. Um, but yeah, just like recently, man, there's just been a lot of stuff going around. Um, I know our, our, our audience is mainly young males. Um, so this is this is pretty much directed at them as well, isn't it? Um, we have to do a better job educating ourselves regarding social matters. This particular this particular situation, I'm just talking about um, the whole sexual assault allegation that's going on um, oh. within the UK, in it, but even around the world, in it. But young men, I'm telling you, you have to take better accountability for educating yourselves, bro. The world is changing around us, isn't it? Certain stuff that we used to believe was right, they're not right, and you have to you have to acclimatize yourself for that. And when, and I let you people know know from now, innit? If you have the mind state that that kind of behavior is acceptable, we don't need you following this platform, man. I'm telling you, bro, because we all have young sisters, cousins, mums, whatever, sure. man. And you get me? I feel like, man, the rights of women are just as important as the rights of men, man. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a whole yeah. lot of information out there about consent and all this kind of stuff there in it so i feel like young men please educate yourselves man sometimes it's ignorance some people are just foul in it me i'm never going to judge anyone that's left to god in it but the behavior and the things that i've seen of recent is just despicable man and like i said in it, it's a sports platform but bro if i got a platform to speak about certain stuff that's what i'll do in it so young men please educate yourselves bro it's just like in the same way when we're talking about police um, police brutality and white privilege we, t- we call upon white people to educate themselves about things that they don't know about yeah. so too we in our own communities we need to educate ourselves as well man because bro is is it's not on bro we can't we can't expect to develop as a community as a people if stuff like this is running around but within our own within our own community bro like it's foul yeah. man you know what I'm saying? It's it's bro. It can't, it can't run, the man. The points you brought up about about educating um, ourselves is key, man. Um, educating ourselves in all aspects of it, man. Mm. Um, I just think females as a whole, man, we need to have more empathy and just um, try and understand their perspective and just a lot of the things that they go through, man. Mm-hmm. And when you deep it, females go through a lot of hardship, man. Definitely, bro. A definitely, lot of hardship. definitely. But, um, yeah, man, I agree with everything you said, man. It's just about educating ourselves. Yeah, man. And sure. um, understanding that these conversations aren't harmful. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah definitely. They're for the betterment of, of us and for women at the end of the day. Definitely, definitely. And, bro, like, with, with these things here, there's no grey area in it when it comes to consent, bro. There's no grey area, man. Like, with a lot of things, yeah. with a lot of social issues, there's a lot of grey areas about what's right and what's wrong. This one, there is no grey area, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, all, we're all conscious human beings man and if you feel like it is your ignorance then like i said educate yourself in it but we, we can't keep doing this to each other man like within our within our community and just as humans in general bro do you know what i mean like everyone has rights man now do you know what i mean so i think yeah it's just it's, it's, it's just it's just it's just not right man you know what I'm i think it's important that um it's been brought up as well because it's like cool a lack of education is one thing in it but Mm. An unwillingness to unlearn certain things that you've learned and believe to be true is then also definitely. the major problem. Do you get what I'm saying? Definitely. So definitely. what it comes down to is, like I criticised Tiger Woods, for example, for not going out of his way to educate himself on the black struggle. I don't care if you didn't grow up as a black man, a typical black man. At the end of the day, that's what you are. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Same way, mm. literally. As a black male, we have the responsibility to ensure, especially our black females, especially our black females, feel comfortable in a society. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro, we we have a responsibility in it, and that's what it comes down to. And when you when you shirk yourself of responsibility, then there's a problem. Like when you feel like bro. you don't you don't feel responsible, when you feel like you don't feel a part of the problem, then there's a mm. problem. Cool, we've Definitely, highlighted man. it now. We've highlighted it and we've said, yeah, this is what we need to do. But if you say, nah, mm. I'm not part of that. Even mm. even for, for people who have never been involved in such and don't, um, like, don't obviously know that sexual assault is wrong and things like that. What's mm. important is educate your brothers, man. Pattern your yeah, brothers. Yeah, 100%. your boys. 100%. Fam, mm. if your boys don't hold you accountable to your actions, then bro, brothers are the same. There's a problem, man. Flock together. You get what I'm saying? Definitely, so man. You, Definitely, you got to make sure you can hold your boys accountable, man. Yeah, for sure. man, bro, for sure, man. But yeah, man, that's, sure. that's literally just all I wanted to touch on, isn't it? Um, yeah. Like I said, bro, nah. we are we are we are a sports platform, but we're we're all members of this society, you know. We're all we're all socially Important conscious about certain stuff, man. Yeah. And a certain yeah. yeah, definitely, bro, definitely. It's off that if it needs to be raised, we will raise it, innit? it. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. this 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 is a problem that I felt like I think that's a, touched on, yeah. But I think that's a great way to good way to, end. to wrap it up, man. No, I appreciate yeah, it, man. man. It's been another lovely episode, bro. Like, Every time coming, man. The articles. Make sure you hit Trust up www.eyesontheball.co.uk. Get me. Make sure, sure you follow us on. on Insta at Eyes on the Ball TV. Make sure you follow us on Twitter also at Eyes on the Ball TV. We got a YouTube channel it's soon. Going to be up and running. Get me. This is the first time you're seeing our faces and that as well. So shout out, shout, shout out, salute, <laughs> shout out, salute. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Um, We've also got a couple videos coming out just to highlight the fact of what we do, what we're trying to do, um, what we're trying to bring out there, man. Like like Josh has highlighted with this little bit that we spoke about, it's not just about the sports, man. We've got to highlight all the social issues and problems that are going on in society today. Facts, but, facts, facts. you know, I've got enough love for you, man. So, till the Come next on, time. Bro, every time, man. Love. Shout out, everyone stay safe, man. Right.